and welcome to Blue Balloon Theatre's fifth uh, podcast. This is our Be Inspired podcast series where, you guessed it, it is a chance for you to be inspired by a whole plethora of creatives within the performing arts industry. And today, I am absolutely thrilled to be chatting to Famida Master, who I am sure you are going to absolutely adore by the end of this podcast. Hello, Famida. How are you? Hello. How are you? So good to be here. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, I feel like the best place to start, because I know so much about you, but people watching this may not know who you are. So tell us about you. Tell us about what you do. Okay, so um, I'm Fameda. I am an author, writer, poet, and I'm also, um, I've just launched also a publishing house, Master House Publishing, to try and help empower women get their words out into the world, because as we know, publishing it's a very male-dominated area, um, and also it's hard for underrepresented writers to break into the industry. So yeah, I've just started that adventure as well. That's amazing. So Tell me a little bit about your journey as as a writer, as a poet. Um, where did that passion uh, come from? Where did you discover that you had a love for it? In Mrs. Parkinson's class at primary school. <laughs> I still remember her. God rest her soul. I remember once we had a creative writing session. It was a story. We just had to write a story. And me being me, I'd, I don't know if you remember, you're probably too young, but we used to have blank notebooks to write in. It wasn't lined paper, it was just blank. So majority of the class would spend ages lining um, their the pages with a ruler and making sure they've got lines to write on. Whereas I was just freehand, I was just writing away. And literally before anybody had even started writing, there's me with like a three page story running up to the front of the class to Mrs. Parkinson. And I remember she was so impressed that she made me into an example for the rest of the class. And she stood me up at the front near the blackboard and she said, right, I want you all to listen to this wonderful story. You know, she didn't have to, for me, she didn't have to do any messing about and, she just got on with it and it was it was that little boost and confidence that I needed her her belief in me back then and I think it was I don't I can't remember, recall it was if it was the last year in the infants but that really did ignite something for writing in me I'd always been a reader I mean I've always uh, I've read since from once even from my very first words I've always had books with me so the reading was is it's in my blood but writing happened and writing started from that particular lesson with Mrs. Parkinson. So ever since then, I've always wrote, um, I've always done, I used to make little magazines when I was a kid and started with, uh, had diaries, lots of diaries with locks on, you know, proper what, back then, what little girls would have. Um, and then eventually throughout the years, it's something that I've always turned to so when life gets hard inwards I always try and write so that it's coming out it's not always manifesting inside of me um so I've always written started writing poetry most or after college when I came across Maya Angelou's work loved her work and um then I started writing for myself I started writing poetry myself and throughout the years I've 
even though I was working in a nine till five up until only about 12, 18 months ago, I'd write in my spare time. I would put collections together. Then I started, you know, as you know, I've met up with Blue Balloon. I started, you know, exploring the open mic night scenes that way. Um, And I thought, yeah, I want to do this. And I realized that I've had a substantial amount, a good amount for a collection as well. So yeah, that's how I started on that journey. Sorry, I've just gone on to... (laughs) Not not at all. That's amazing. So you've touched upon a few things there that I kind of want to discuss with you. Um, So you were working a nine-to-five job, I presume not creative? No, it was in an office, very mundane, very stressful, felt very... I think like most people do in a lot of nine to fives, unless they really are doing what they want to do. Yeah. Didn't really feel um, fulfilled um, or, you know, sometimes you don't feel appreciated in workplaces. You just think, mm, this isn't for me. I don't, I'm not getting much job satisfaction out of this. So because of that, I thought I-, I need to do something different. However, I have a son, so I needed to make sure that I could pay the bills in order to support him. And so I decided in my head quite some time ago that I'm going to make sure that he gets through school. Gosh, I'm showing my age now. But oh, I thought I'm going to make sure he's, he gets through school. And I'm at, at some point, I will make sure that I've, I'm in a position, a secure position enough to actually take time out for me, not just be mum to him and work and do the nine to five grind and, you know, look after him, but then to take a step back from it and concentrate on my work my passions so that's what I ended up doing I quit my day job and decided to pursue writing as a career full-time in um, December 2019 that's amazing so I I mean that is such I, I feel like it's a turning point it was a turning point for you in your life where you truly embraced your creativity and which by the sounds of it has always been there that passion and love for writing and I mean what was there anybody that inspired you to take that step because that is a very brave move on your part was there any particular writers that you had um, you know maybe discovered or come into contact with that inspired you to to you know really go for it yeah well in 2014 I actually um, I traveled all the way to Hawaii on a soul searching mission so it was I don't know if you're aware Louise Hay her her works she's an incredible what she was an incredible woman um, and she launched Hay House Publishing and very late on in her in her life, I think she was in her 50s or 60s when she actually launched that. And as I went off on that journey, I came across so many different authors that were associated with that particular publishing house because it was all about self-improvement um, and about living a life fulfilled, a fulfilled life. So I came across Anita Morjani's work, I came across Wayne Dyer's work, And it all talked about living your truth, being authentic, being your authentic self. So I think back then, I realized, back in 2014, I think I realized that there was more to life. And then 
I needed to do something else. However, I wasn't in a position back then to take that leap. So I knew what I wanted to do. I visualized it in my head and I thought I need to do something. This is what I want to do at some point. And I'd always said, I'll get Adam through some, I'll get Adam through school, make sure he's okay. I've supported him up until he's, you know, he's independent more or less. So I think it would have to be the Hay House community, actually. Yeah, definitely. They, that was a turning point for me to encourage me to go and live my dreams, to go and chase my dreams and not stay in this stale walk because it's comfortable. We all end up staying in situations because they're comfortable. You know, it's what we know. It's not the unknown. Nobody likes change and it's secure. But then I thought, you know, I've, I've spent 16 years in, in that particular role. I thought, I definitely need a change. You know, if I don't do it now, then when? So, yeah, it was definitely um, Wayne Dyer and Anita Morjani that definitely sent me off on that path and Louise Hay. That's amazing. Oh, what a story. All the way in Hawaii as well. Hawaii, it was, it was 36 hours of travelling. We ended up in a lay, on a layover in LA. But I'm so glad I went because I learned so much about myself and who I was as a person and what I wanted to do. And it just opened up the world. And you realise that there really is so much more than your nine to five. And yes, it's, you know, not everybody and I wasn't back then, you know, we're not able to just up sticks and just change a career. We all have bills to pay. We have kids to feed, but it gave me that fire in my belly to know that there is something more out there for me. So I could take small steps each day, whether it be writing or whether it be saving a a few pennies here or there, but at least that way I knew that there was a, a goal. There was a purpose. And was in touch with my calling more more than anything. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was worth the thirty odd hours there and back. <laughs> Definitely amazing, absolutely amazing. And what I love about you, Famida, is that since I've known you, you've pushed so many boundaries. I think both within the community that you know and you work in, and for yourself. And I can see that you are becoming comfortable with the uncomfortable things that, as you say before, to you will have seemed so scary, so out of your comfort zone. And yet now they, those things are very much a part of your comfort zone because you've pushed that boundary. So, I mean, I, it's, it's really amazing to see this journey of, of self-discovery through poetry and through Masterhouse Publishing it's yeah it's really really just uh, humbling to see um one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about was uh, of course Masterhouse Publishing because this is a, a new venture for you it is your business that you've recently started up uh, tell us about it how did that how did that happen okay so Masterhouse publishing it it's oh it means so much and it's so much more than you know just publishing books so I obviously had been writing I have a collection of poems I also have a full manuscript um of a story to a novel um I heard over the last I think it was 2019 early 2020 I was um 
talking to and had been offered a publishing agreement for my works by a publishing house. Um, it was an indie publishing house. However, it was a publishing house, you know, they, they produce fantastic collections, but I didn't feel as valued as a writer and I didn't feel as though they understood my message. Um, they were wanted to obviously get on board. However, we were obviously going through talks and negotiations and then there was a lot of you know, upheaval um, with regards to the Black Lives Matter movement happening. And I noticed that because of that, there were a lot of people almost and a lot of publishers almost jumping on the bandwagon. And I know that sounds quite, you know, uh, you know that's quite a bold thing to say. However, you, you know, I was then approached by a number of different people who had actually originally said, mm, you know, maybe in the future, not so much now. And then I thought, well, OK, but why now then? Is it because you just want to jump on this 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 bandwagon now? Because previously it was a case of no, you know, we're not too sure. We don't know if it's going to fit. Um, but this one particular publishing house said, you know, I, I thought, well, OK, you know, they've agreed and we talked it through. And the more I talked, I just felt censored. It was a case of even, you know, and my publishing houses have got, they've got every right to have control over what they're putting out and the books they produce. However, also, you know, there's a balance because these writers and these poets, they're spending time, time, so many hours of their time and their lives pouring out their emotions into poetry it deserves to be told in at least some semblance of how they intended it to be told. So when we were in talks, the, you know, something as simple as the book cover, it was going to have to be a black book cover. Well, why is that? You know, oh, well, that's what we, majority of our covers are black. Well, I'm full of life and I'm full of colour and, you know, I'm really bold and chatty and, you know, the whole point of me is, I've come out of this darkness with a burst of colour. So I don't really want that. Anyway, I, I still, I thought, okay, it's a really fantastic opportunity. It was a, you know, it was a great opportunity back then for me, but it wasn't sitting right with me. It just wasn't sitting right with me. So um, I then decided to obviously to look into publishing myself, thinking, well, what, you know, why is it so elusive to so many people? Why is it that only you know, the select few and quite frankly, you know, just a quick Google search will show that predominantly publishing houses are owned by white males, you know, not even that many women, you know, white women even. It's a lot, it's majority is white males. And I just thought, how can a white man understand what me as a brown woman wants and what my voice is, you know? And the more I thought about it, I thought, well, they're not seeing it that way. They're seeing it more of a, a sales point of view they just think is it sale is it sellable sellable can I sell it how much money can I possibly make from it so then the more I looked into it I thought do you know what I can do this myself you know actually I can do this myself the more I looked into it the more I read about it about the publishing industry and it sort of just went from there and I ran with it and I think it was towards the end of last year that I made the decision definitively that this is what I was going to do. And I was going to publish my works, my way, my voice, unfiltered, you know, um, 
and have my story and have my poems out there the way I intended them to be heard, not diluted down so that it's not, um, it's not as hard to, to read because what's the point you know what's the point there are there are so many other diluted versions that have been diluted by certain editors and big conglomerate um publishing houses it's all the same narrative almost i thought no it's i think it's time we change the narrative you know so why not yeah so that's how master house publishing started and i just thought this is we need to empower women and people of colour and those that are underrepresented in publishing. And let's get their voices undiluted, un, you know, unedited, as in un, unfiltered, should I say. Get them out into the world just as they are. Start new narratives, start new conversations. So that's how that started. And yeah, it's just took off, really. Um, it's, um, it is amazing to see how... Uh, how people are responding to to everything that you're posting online to the website to the online journal where you've got featured poets myself humbly included i i'm still absolutely thrilled about that um, you, are, you are an amazing poet thank you thank you that, no, you are very good you, you're better than you realize honestly <laughs> <laughs> it's often the case I feel uh with with any creative because there is a lot of uh, we go through processes of writing things and I think you said last night on your Instagram live that we do we go through phases of of reading our work going is that is that good like is that good enough but it is because it's it's true to who you are if if you've written something down great because it's it's your words on a page and you know it's your experience that you've managed to capture yeah your experience no matter what no you, two people can look at the sunrise in the morning and see two completely different things in the same way your experience is your experience so the, you, you need to get it out there and put it down on a paper and there is nothing wrong with that that's your complete truth yeah, absolutely that's that I mean for me personally that's what I've discovered uh through writing and sharing my work because I think I'd written a lot before I actually started to share it so it, I, I feel everyone's journey is slightly different and like you said everyone will see the world slightly differently so to be able to share that I believe is a blessing it really is um I wanted to discuss with you your journey from the moment you started to share your work publicly up until Master House, up until now. Like, what was that time? Because it's, it's all happened in a very short space of time and you've quite literally taken the, the bull by the horns and you've gone for it, which is incredible. But obviously you did a spoken word night with us at blue balloon you shared your work it was incredible to witness what happened? i was so nervous that night i can't tell you how nervous i was that night <laughs> i cannot explain honestly i think i think i said this to you yesterday but to have that that level of of awareness in yourself that you are nervous but you're also incredibly excited to to take that step it, it's it's crucial I think it just shows that you care about what you're doing and 
you know it's like for, for actors they if they're not nervous before they go on stage we always say well what's wrong with you because it if you're nervous it's good it shows that you want to make a good impression um I, I mean where where did it kind of go from there like did you do a, a lot more open mics uh you know just what happened in that time well I first started posting a few bits on Instagram. I think I only really opened an Instagram. I had a, created an Instagram account back in at the end of 2017, almost. And that was on a whim. My niece was like, oh, yeah, this is what all the cool kids are. I was like, yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> I can do this. So I sort of just winged it. Um, and I created this Instagram page. And I just, at that point, it was just random thoughts. Um, I didn't really understand the whole concept of putting my work as in my poetry work on there. There was a lot of me that was still fearful. It was like, well, that's my work. What if somebody, you know, reads it and takes it? And, you know, you do as an artist, you, you are very protective of your work and you think, well, you want to still keep that ownership. But I, I posted, I started posting, but I think it was in 2019, um, 2018, 2019, again, when I thought, okay, this is what I really want to do. I actually want to make a career out of this. I want to write. I want to share what I have to say. Actually, what I have to say is, you know, it's quite relatable. And I only came to that because of the the comments I would get on, on social media. People could relate. And I thought, okay, so that other person's been there. That other person's been there. And my DMs were constantly full of incredible women who were just unsure whether they were there what they were feeling was valid and they would say things like you've made me feel better or you've comforted me and you've made me feel heard and validated and I thought there must be so many women out there so many women out there that are feeling the same thing so after that I um decided when I when I actually uh, quit my day job to pursue this full-time um I thought I was still I was going through a lot of personal stuff too um, and it was a very difficult time, but my writing kept me afloat. So when I did my first open mic with yourselves, I was going through so much that it wasn't just nerves. My confidence was quite low at that point. I felt very isolated. I had let go of a lot of um, people, situations. So my support network was quite small at that point. However, the important people were there. But I thought, if I don't do this now for myself, what's the point? You know, I'll never do it. So I started, obviously, with yourselves. I did a few others. I was at, um, you know, just your circuits on in Manchester. I did a few other open nights. I think I did four in total, but then lockdown hit. So it all got transferred to online. So I did some open mics online, which was great, but it wasn't the same buzz as doing it live. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I started doing, how, that's how I started doing the live events and trying to, in trying to understand where the writing journey would fit for me and what would feel right for me. Because there are so many different ways you can approach this. You know, you could just write just for yourself by journaling or um, write just to post on social media, or you could want to make a career out of it. So that's what it led me to realise that actually this is where I was the happiest. Writing and reading is where I was happiest. So that's why I carried on on that path, yeah. That's brilliant. 
it's it's so interesting because like you say everyone can approach it slightly differently i know for me i started writing in 2017 and i didn't actually share any of my poetry not really until probably last year and so it was a I, I, I don't know really it probably was a bit of a self-confidence thing it you know it was a mixture of that and it not feeling like the right time and then suddenly now I want to share my work a lot more so it's you're completely right it is completely uh, unique to you your journey of how you approach it uh there was something else i was going to ask you and i've completely forgotten what it was <laughs> it will come to you it will come to you but it was i think for me though that journey i realized that if i hadn't have gone through the things i went through i mean you know everything from being in a workplace that wasn't really fulfilling me anymore you know because i'd climbed up the ladder and you know you, you have this vision don't you you think well once i get to the top you know, once I'm, you know, once once I've progressed, I'll feel better. It'll be great. But actually, it's still the same. You know, it's actually still the same. It's not fulfilling if it's not something that you're really passionate about, and if it's not really your purpose or your calling, it's never going to feel okay. Mm-hmm. So, if I hadn't have gone through that process, I wouldn't have really thought about, and I, I hadn't have gone all the way to Hawaii to try and figure it all out. I, had to, I wouldn't have made that decision to, to leave my day job. I wouldn't have then come across the writing community online, um, come across Blue Bloom Theatre um, and the open mic night scene and all the rest of it. And I think all these things, they, they happen for a reason. I think so often we forget that, there, well, I'm a believer that the universe will give you signs whether you believe in God or the universe they'll give you signs something will happen and you think oh that's something it'll just light this you light your soul on fire it will be so and it's like this light bulb for a quick minute but it's like turning the light bulb on and off and then once you move away from it the light bulb's off but something else will happen and in that moment you'll feel that light bulb come on again it's like oh okay that's that's me and then all of a sudden you move away from it again and you go off but I think it's really important that we collect all those little light bulb moments and all those little wisdoms and nuggets of wisdoms and actually take time to think well what is it that makes me light up like that and then use that to move forward and think well how do I use that to light my path going forward because there's a lot of little lights everywhere there's lots of little light bulb moments I just need to capture all of that light to light my path going forward am I making sense it's and I think if I hadn't have gone through all of those things to have those to find those little light bulb moments that I wouldn't be in this situation now Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's so important to listen to your inner self when you are in states of un- discomfort and unhappiness because it's normally, those are the times when normally God, the universe, is trying to tell us something, to try and tell us that you need a redirection in life. This is no me redirecting you into something else maybe. Yeah. And it's not always easy. It's not been easy. You know, I can't sit here and say, oh, yeah, it's been great. It's been a breeze. No, it's been, it's been tough. I've had, you know, imposter syndrome, you know, creeping up. I've doubted myself and I've thought, oh my goodness, what am I doing? Is this completely crazy? You know, you're completely taking a chance here. But then I think to yourself, well, if life's for living and for taking chances. And if I don't take that chance, 
I think it was J.K. Rowling who said famously, you know, if, if you don't, you know, if you don't do something for fear of failure, then you failed anyway by default because you've not, you've not had a go at it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's incredible the journeys we go through, but it's really even more important to listen to those moments where you feel okay and you feel happy. In those moments, that's where your purpose and your calling lies. Yeah. And that's what kept me going throughout that belief. That's brilliant. You've unintentionally reminded me of the question I was going to ask and you kind of touched upon it there. Um, But I was going to ask if you had any advice for writers, poets, especially female uh, writers and poets, uh, whether they're at the beginning of their journey or whether they're somewhere in the middle and maybe, you know, lacking a sense of direction. Do you have any advice to those women, uh, anything that may help them in terms of pursuing the idea of getting their work published, for example? Because that, to some people, can feel like a huge, huge step, uh, one that can bring up loads of questions and, you know, one of them being where would, where would you begin? Because it, 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 as you said, there's so many publishing houses that are um, run by people who may not honour your journey and the way you intend your work to come across. What's your Yeah, there are so many. I mean, I don't know if you know, but I don't want to talk about it. However, there's been a story in the news and all over social media this week, um, back end of last week, where a publishing house has come out and said, yeah, they, they took advantage of the situation with the Black Lives Matter movement. And they jumped on that bandwagon. And yeah, they do have um, questionable ideas and, you know, that aren't inclusive at all. But they didn't, they literally they took on board this particular piece of work that was specifically um, taking on board writers of colour and exploited it to make money off them. You know, it's, it happens. However, it's very, very difficult to navigate that because as we as writers, it's this almost this massive thing where if we get a callback or if we get asked for a full manuscript, it's like wow it's the holy grail you know I've, I've, I've got I've got you know I've, I've been asked for a full for a full um for a full collection submission and we get so wrapped up in that and even I have in the past we get so wrapped up in that that we forget that we need to research we need to look at the company we need to look at the publishing house what are their values what are their what's their ethos yes they might be willing to publish your book but do their values sit and match yours? You know, what's their purpose? Why, why do they want to publish your work? Genuinely, why? You know, is it that they're genuinely interested in your story or do they think that they can make a quick book out of you because it's, you're trending, whatever it is that you're writing about is trending currently. And I think that's something that I would like to remind people that when you want to go on and, and when you think about wanting to publish, really look at who you want to work with why you want to get published what's your purpose and then go for a publishing house that matches your values and your ethos definitely don't just get sucked in like we all have into this idea that oh my goodness I'm, I'm going to get published and they want my they want to publish my books okay that's fantastic however do you want to publish with them this is not just about them 
this is about you as well. You are important in this conversation as well. You know, it's not just about doing what a publishing house wants or a publisher wants or an editor wants. It's about doing what you want as well. Does it honor your truth? Does it honor what you want to say? So that's the advice I would have for getting published that's i think my biggest advice would be that is make sure it matches your values because ultimately no matter what we need to make sure that things align otherwise if they don't with our own inner compass because if they don't they're not going to give you it's not going to be of satisfaction you're not going to have that same satisfaction holding your book in your hand knowing that mm, yeah it's great but I wish it was a little bit like this or I wish it was a little bit like that or I wish the people I was working with was a, were a bit different so that's just make sure that you honor yourself in any agreement with regards to where to start writing if you want to start writing my best thing would say is just sit down and don't think about it and just write whatever comes in your head start journaling just write it down whatever it is whether it's ramblings or just how you're feeling whether you're angry you're upset you're sad and you're happy doesn't matter just write it down just write something down and then revisit write and revisit write and revisit that's my piece of advice yeah amazing that is that is a very good piece of advice um and i completely understand where you're coming from i think it's something that I've seen it in other writers that have had their work published. They've gone to a publishing house simply because they want to publish their book. And if that publishing house, uh, their ethos, their way of working matches yours, fantastic. That's that's a sure sign that you should go go for it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it, completely valid point, and it's something for especially people who are completely new to it it's it's something to really be aware of I think so um thank you for that um my final question for you is uh who inspires you I know earlier you touched uh, upon Maya Angelou and if it hadn't have been for you uh mentioning and still I rise her book I would never have read it I'll be honest, I would never have read it. I wouldn't have gone to the poetry section in Waterstone, seen that book and gone, that's the one for me. And I, I mean, I know, I, I know you take inspiration from her, but who else as a poet, as a writer, inspires you? I think a lot of um, Khalil Gibran, I think that's how you pronounce it, yeah that he's um, an incredible writer and it helps because a lot of that and he was inspired by his faith so I think I I like reading quite a bit of his work as well just so I feel that spiritual connection because I'm a, obviously I'm a person of faith I'm a Muslim and I love how my faith impacts me as well so I always try and read some of that too and I always actually go back to my faith and the Quran and all of the teachings of the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him because a lot of the times the the very fundamentals and the the way of living that we were taught it's so real and so valid and it's poetic it really is poetic in how we were told to simplify and to live <clears throat> excuse me so I draw 
a lot of inspiration. <coughs> Excuse me. So I draw a lot of inspiration from that as well. Amazing. <clears throat> <laughs> Sorry. it happened to me in the last podcast that I did I couldn't stop coughing yeah um, I normally have some water but I've not bought any today <laughs> that's amazing um for anyone watching do go and check out those those writers and obviously I think for me personally I'm not a very religious person but I'm completely open to that discussion because a lot of my friends a lot of the people that I'm very close to are religious and so I completely respect that and I can completely understand why you would uh, refer back to that um you know in moments where even if you just need a little bit of courage and inspiration to write something completely different you might find something within that that you didn't find before um that's why i love rereading poetry books as well you find new you you find new perspectives and i think it all depends on the moment you're in in that moment that the wisdom you get from that particular poem you might read it differently one day because you're in a different space and then another day you're in a completely different space so you might interpret it a different way so it's so important to revisit absolutely yeah Yeah, i I definitely agree with you there it's it's yeah it's key and spirituality i think we all i mean i've always you know been a spiritual person and a person of faith but there are times when life takes you and you really start to think "Mm, really you know you question it but it's always there as a constant in the background to catch you when you fall it always it's always caught me when i've fallen and it's that hope it it gives you that hope of a better day yeah definitely amazing oh that's such a lovely note to end on it really is well i i cannot thank you enough for your time your energy and your openness uh if you would like to uh, mention any of your platforms on social media masterhouse publishing included now is your moment yeah okay so if you know firstly just to just to communicate and just to connect you can find me on obviously for me the underscore master on instagram um on all my website for me master.com if you've got any writing or publishing queries or if you just want some support you know just want to talk to somebody who you know who might have a little bit more experience um reach out send me an email send me a text we're always there to help but at the end of the day this isn't just about uh, Masterhouse Publishing. This is more. This is about helping you to be the best version of yourself, helping you to discover where you fit, you know, in the publishing world. So just reach out to us. But, yeah, just find us on masterhousepublishing.com if you need anything else. So thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks. I really, really appreciate it. It's been lovely chatting to you, as well, usual. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, if you follow us at at blue balloon mcr on instagram you can even go and check out our instagram live that we did quite a few months back with famida um but if you enjoyed this podcast leave a like and a comment down below both myself and famida will meet you down there and subscribe if you'd like to see more content like this we release new podcasts every fortnight on a monday uh, so be there be square Uh, or B-square and until the next time guys we'll see you very soon and thank you again for me thank you thank you very much Becca